we present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Thank you and hello. I'd like to welcome you to another series of encounters of verbal wit and brilliance, but uh, never mind, you can't win them all. Instead, I'm going to introduce the teams on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right and your left, unless you're sitting around the back of the set, Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton. And with uh, devastating logic, we start with the first game, which has the inspired title, It Has Been Said. It's concerned with quotations. I'm going to give each of you, uh, in turn, an impossibly obscure quotation, and I want you to identify its author and the circumstances under which it was said. We're going to start with Graham Garden. Your quotation, Graham, is, Such and so various are the tastes of man. Such and so various are the tastes of man. Was said by um, a popular uh, South Pacific Island chieftain, Grey Mker, the galloping cannibal, (laughs) who said, wait for it, such and so various are the tastes of man, if prepared properly. I'm assuming you don't expect a mark for that. Actually, the correct answer, Graham, is it's a quotation from Mark Akinside. So you were pretty, oh, pretty near. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy, yeah. yeah. Tim, your, your quotation, a fly that up and down himself doth shove. <laughs> Do you want that again? I hope not. Yes, uh, yes, please. Yes, please. A fly that up and down himself doth shove. <laughs> well, doth. Puts it in a century. Um, that's old. No, a fly that up and down itself does. Oh, it's a translation. Oh, oh I didn't know you had those. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a translation from a Japanese, fiendish Japanese zip manufacturer. <laughs> it's uh, these new automatic zips. It's a bad translation. A fly that up and down himself doth shove. You can. Uh, <laughs> Particularly useful for wicket keepers with their gloves on. Uh, <laughs> in the tea interval after a long day's play, you know, uh, remote control fly. Is that? Yeah, well, actually, you get three marks for being absolutely right there. The Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese uh, concerned was called Wordsworth, William Wordsworth. <laughs> Barry, your quotation coming up now. Yes. You have delighted us long enough. (laughs) I accept that. Um, (laughs) You have delighted us long enough. That's an irate householder during a strike by the ETU. You have delighted us long (laughs) enough.
And her name was... Her Miss, name? Mrs... Uh, Mrs... Um, Jane... J Jane... Gus Gusket. Uh, Ah, uh, 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 Jensen's Aust deceptor. <laughs> Mrs. Jane, Jane Austen. No, Austin. Austin. That's right. Jane Austen. Yes. I was just about to say that. I had right. an impediment to my hearing. That comes from Pride and Prejudice. Oh, of course it does, yes. Page 34. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Rushton, here's a quotation for you. All is vulgar, all clumsy, all dull, all torpid inanity. All is vulgar, all clumsy... All dull, all <laughs> torpid in it's the inanity. It's a cheerful comment <laughs> of the editor of the Sun. Um, shortly after, if you pardon the phrase, he's put his paper to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and not as you thought a, a write-up for this program. That that was actually written by William Cobbett. God yes. bless him. There you are. We go on now hurriedly after those quotations to. Yard the point where I introduce a round that's played at the end of the programme in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the BBC Ball. Oh, God. The BBC Ball. Yeah. Next round is called Blues, and for this one, each team will give oh, the other God. a topic for a blues, which they must then improvise, accompanied by Colin Sell at the piano. Graham and Barry, will you give to Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke Taylor a subject for a blues, please? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> the subject for your blues this week is Mr. Thatcher. The pretty one. Oh. <laughs> what are the words? What's the starting words? Where are they going? I was Mr. Thatcher, and you know what that means. While she has. Ted, he's on the carpet. I gets down on us and There's a note saying, Your supper's in the cat, dear. <laughs> and we're down to our last 20,000 tins of baked beans. <laughs> I'm marking this one according to the response from the audience, and that ovation earns you 12 marks. <laughs> well, and uh, see if you can beat that now, Graham and Barry. I doubt it. For, for whom, Tim and Willie will give a subject, please. And the next subject is Reginald Maudling. <laughs> oh, dear. stairs I toddle <laughs> I sat in my chair and over my breakfast I toddled <laughs> then apropos of nothing at all my wife who had been perusing some political comment in one of the heavy daily newspapers sent me right off the top of her head she said honey <laughs> do you like Reginald Maudlin and I said, I don't know, I've never original modelled. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
I have to tell you, listening at home, that I have no assistance here in keeping the score. I have to uh, do it myself, as well as uh, listening in to the uh, teams and giving them the uh, uh, titles of the different games and so on. I have on my bit of paper here the number three. You can apply that to whichever team you fancy. And we go on to a... <laughs> We go on to a game which is called a right pair. In this round, one team pretends to be a pair of something, pepper and salt or <laughs> pastor and pollocks or whatever. They, they give the other team a clue and the other team have ten questions to guess what they are. And our audience in the studio here will be shown a board with the answer on and a mystery voice will tell you at home. So, first of all, Tim and Willie... Is, are going to open this one. This is their pair. Tim and Willie's pair is me and my shadow. Me and my shadow. And it, have, it has to be guessed within the incredibly short time of whatever I said just now by <laughs> Graham and Barry. <laughs> so, Graham and Barry, you have as long as that to start your questioning now. Uh, are they going to tell us anything What's about What's the it? definition, please? Um... It, it's animal. One of them's an, an, I'm an animal. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who am I, animal? And I would be uh, abstract with the thrill of it all, um, animal connections. But can we eat you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not me, you can't, but you could nibble at him. <laughs> Are you literary in any way, you two? I am. And Willie isn't. If you include the Eurovision Song Contest, but otherwise no. I never fail to include the Eurovision Don't Song Contest. Don't include it. Yes, it's a misleading question. I'm greedy. You've had four questions. Um, have we ever seen you on television? Uh, both of us, yes. Yes. Together. Yes. Usually. <laughs> always, in fact. No, be fair, always. Are always. you the title of a programme as well? No. No. We are the title, shall we tell them? Yeah. Ah, you said that. We are the title of a song. Yes. Ah, you are the title of a song. Mm. Should have told you that at the start. That doesn't count, that question. <laughs> You've only got three more questions. Could you give them another clue, because they're being a bit slow on this? Yes. Uh, I am brilliant, sexy, good-looking. <laughs> we know, we know. What's the game? Um, um, are you masculine and feminine? Certainly As not. <laughs> You? Who's been talking? Not you, uh, not you alone. You and Willie. <laughs> I can Au give pair. you one more, one more question. No better. Rose Murphy is not unassociated with us. Rose Murphy? Rose Murphy. Now, there's one for you, Barry. Now, that's one for the older yes, listeners. That takes you back. Hello, all. Um, your first judges. <laughs> Rose Murphy. And the other clue is the Eurovision she, Song she. Contest. Um, Rose Murphy. Willie. These are not questions, Hump. These are just dribblings. Um, <laughs> That, uh, Rose, Rose Murphy. Murphy. When, when did she win the Eurovision Song Contest? <laughs> Before the war, as I remember. Yeah. Oh, I wish we had Rose Murphy. Into the Rose Murphy bit. <laughs> and dialed my baby's number. Tim. Got a... <laughs> me. <laughs> and my shadow. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I got the wrong number. Yes, you score four marks for that, and uh, it's now your turn to be the pair and for, and for um, Tim and Willie to guess. So uh, you have ten questions now, starting now. And we are here to tell you... 
shown the answer on the board and the mystery voice at oh, home. Yeah. If he hasn't already given it to you, we'll give it to you now. And Barry and Graham's pair is Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Judging by the lady in the third row, it's filthy. <laughs> well, we are both vegetable and mineral. You're both vegetable and mineral. Yes. Yeah, we are both each. We're both vegetable and mineral. Yes. Or, on the other hand, no, we aren't. <laughs> um, are you a gourmet's delight? No. Only a kinky gourmet. Graham, are you a person? Not really. <laughs> that goes for me as well. Well, are you both the same? Uh, no, we are separate entities. I'm just as separate as he is. Yes. <laughs> as we told you, are you a what, are you a song or a are you a song? No. No. What are you? Come along. <laughs> <laughs> You don't trick us as easily as that. <laughs> I thought you might fall into that. Mm. <laughs> Worth a try. One a short try. question. What are your names? <laughs> <laughs> Give them a clue, for heaven's sake. Give them a clue. Animal connections. And the noises. Are you a salt and battery? <laughs> no. No. Cow and gate. No. no. Uh, awfully warm. Awfully warm. <laughs> Um, hot and cold. No. no. Uh, it's just as well the audience doesn't know, otherwise they might be shouting it out at you. <laughs> <laughs> the audience, in fact, is enthralled by this cat and mouse game. I'll get you at playtime. Would you by any chance be anything to do with the cat and what you find under the bed? <laughs> Tom and Jerry? <laughs> oh... Well, you did I'm going to protest at that. I think yeah. that you did shameless. have a bit of help. No, no, to be shameless, fair, they, they did have a shameless. bit of help, so I can yes. only give them six. <laughs> <laughs> We're now going to make fine. up an ad-lib poem. Each team member uh, <laughs> gets a... Well, the teams get a, one of the members of one... Uh, the te- each me- the, the <laughs> Somebody out there talker. gets an opening line from me, and from that they have to... Uh, carry on with the poem until I press the buzzer which you heard just now and then a member of the opposing team must take over and this goes on as I always say uh, if you recall from last time until the natural artistic conclusion is reached or until I get an uh, unfulfilled urge to press a buzzer here's your line coming up now and I think we'll ask Barry Cryer Mm. to, to continue this I'm going to give you your first line now Sir Geoffrey was a comely knight but one thing he never mastered. <laughs> Sir Geoffrey was a comely knight, but one thing he never mastered was how to do, do it yourself, and how a wall be plastered, or how to fix a fuse, or how to mend a broken chair. Sir he built a suit of armour out of Rackle Welch's hair, <coughs> hand knitted every bit of it upon his ancient loom as he sat there solitary, saying, Kindly leave the room. <laughs> to whom he spoke, I'll have you know, was none other than his squire, who came from outside Godalming, 
a little place called Mire. As you would guess, to hear this name, the place was a trifle swampy. <laughs> he supported Portsmouth, or as we call it, Pompey. Hey. <laughs> On a plate. <laughs> easy, easy. He was a comely lad, this chap. <laughs> With braces all of red. He had a great big sitting room. <laughs> and in it was a bed. A bed that had a mattress deep. A mattress lush and full. And in this room, Sir Geoffrey, he was, nay, he was wont to pull. Young maidens. Nubile and so fair. He brought them to his room. But mother had always told them to say, kindly leave the womb. <laughs> <laughs> because he often plied them with rich food and wines so fine that once, and this was only casually invited her to dine, he asked a girl up to his room and said, oh, by the way, I don't know if you fancy it to tumble in the hay. <laughs> she said, not now, but later, perhaps. <laughs> I might just stay a minute. What have I done? I might just stay a minute. <laughs> if this is your room, nay, nay, sire. I'm damn not staying in it. I'm going home to my mamma to tell her what has passed. <laughs> uh, that's the first time she was described as being fast. She set off so quick she was a blur. So Geoffrey said, hey, come back here. This really is not fur. <laughs> But she was gone, over the hills, never to come back more. I do not wish to carry on in case I become a bore. <laughs> well, that quite obviously is the end of that, and that brings this, the team's level. And we go on now to the game, which is loosely called a musical round. It's called Opera. And I want you to sing teams, as teams, a snatch of grand opera from a selected passage, accompanied by Colin Sell at the piano. And uh, I'm going to give you your uh, subjects. We're going to start with uh, Tim and Willie now. And I've got here for you uh, an extract from a foreign holiday brochure. Introduction from Colin Sell, please. Hot and cold water 
Russian and Brooke Taylor. <laughs> we go over to Barry and Graham now, and yours, uh, your libretto is an extract from a book on coarse fishing. Yes. Oh, oh. How to cook. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Type very close to the paper, I'm sorry. <laughs> How to hook <laughs> a maggot. <laughs> It is very important that your maggot wriggles <laughs> on the hook. <laughs> so care should be taken in the way that you impale it. You impale it. <laughs> As you pick up your maggot, look at the thick end. <laughs> You will see that there are two eyes. <laughs> that surprised you. <laughs> and between them, a small bump with a vent. A vent. <laughs> a vent. <laughs> and Lord Charles. <laughs> the hook should be threaded through this vent <laughs> so that the point is uncovered uncovered you then see We've reached the point in the game where the score alters so dramatically through this round that it's not really much point in you giving, telling you what it is now. So that uh, you realise this is the point in the programme where I ask you to give your announcements for the arrivals at the BBC ball. Mr and Mrs C Charter and their daughter BB. <laughs> Let your loins be largely girded for the Inuit theatres and their son, Sir Timonit Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. 
<laughs> Light holes up in the doorway there. Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, not another flaming party political broadcast. And their son, Gordon Bennett, not another flaming party political broadcast. <laughs> Mr. and... Please, silence. Throw back your heads and ready to cheer. Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Ori and their hermaphrodite child, Jack Ann. Ori. Oh... Evacuate your younger children. For, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Britton and their sons, Brian F. Britton and the oh, Rhonda Britton Quins and their illegitimate son, Mastermind, and their Israeli friend, Topol Deform. <laughs> Daring to follow that, and buried behind them, Mr. and Mrs. ITV, for God's sake, and their chum of Sherlock Holmes' son, Watson, ITV, for God's sake. And will you welcome, please? We will, we With will. With a burst of apathy. Mr. and Mrs. New. And their children, Gloria New, Humphrey New, Fred New, Arbuthnot New, Jessica New, and little baby Jonathan New. And that is the end of the news. <laughs> <laughs> Parliaments. And their Israeli daughter, Esther Diane Parliament. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Wide and their son, Nathan Wide. <laughs> he was about to come in at this end. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Python's Flying Circus and their son, Andrew. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Swirled. <laughs> and their daughter, Tamara. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Service will be resumed as soon as possible. And their daughter, the comely, oh, just look at her. Norma Service will be resumed as soon as possible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the point where I tell you the final scores. All the way from Israel, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Hook at Bedtime. And their grandson, Abe Hook at Bedtime. <laughs> The Rome Americas and their completely intoxicated son, Leonard Rome America. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tin and their aggressive, nasty announcer son, news bully Tin. At <laughs> this point, let me tell you that we shall be back next week at the same time. <laughs> so, from all of us to all of you, goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke-Taylor and William Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Simon Brett. <laughs>